The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Today's 2021 premiere episode of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, is brought to you by the HTM Podcast Network online, hittingthemarks.com. Also brought to you by Hameen Media. Two feeds for your listening pleasure now, hackerhameen.podbean.com and hameenmediagroup.podbean.com. Also available over at the PW Hustle, pwhustlenetworks.podbean.com and syndicated by our friends over at ndpw.com and now at the Rational Rage Network. You can find Destino wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, be it Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Apple, Google, or iHeartRadio. On today's Wrestle Kingdom review, I'm joined by not one, not two, but three co-hosts to break down nights one and two of Wrestle Kingdom. I'll probably actually end up splitting this into two episodes for your earhole enjoyment. Your panel includes myself along with Mighty Joe Morin from Turnbuckle Talk, 8-Track Black of the PW Hustle Zone, and 8-Track Brown from the flagship, the PW Hustle. No stardom report this week. I will try to get out a big stardom episode in the next week or so, as well as cover New Year's Dash. We did two hours just on Wrestle Kingdom night one and night two, and to be honest, we were tired at the end of it. Try to get that out in the next week, maybe 10 days, depends on how fast stardomworld.com gets the episode from the 10th uploaded. Tons to talk about from the Tokyo Dome, so let's go ahead and jump into it. But first, our friends from Down Under. This is Knife Party. You blocked me on Facebook, and now you're going to die. I cannot review Wrestle Kingdom by myself. And typically, I bring on a guest to kind of help me through the show, give me a spot to breathe and whatnot. But it's Wrestle Freaking Kingdom. So I reached out to three of our favorite co-hosts over the course of last year for the first episode of 2021. So ladies and gentlemen, first, welcome to the show, Mr. Mighty Joe Morin from Turnbuckle Talk. Mighty Joe, welcome back. You, you hit me up a couple weeks ago. You were like, Wrestle Kingdom Review, I want in. And I was like, all right, we'll do that. We'll make that happen. So uh, you, you had another request. You wanted Billy Ray Valentine on the call. But, of course, Billy Ray is doing his top secret work down in Washington, D.C. this weekend because he's fucking crazy and shit. Right. So we'll have to get that on at another time. But, Mighty Joe, I, I, I think I might have found two other guys that, that, that will make this worth your time. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Just, uh, yeah, after two long nights and dash, I'm excited to talk some New Japan Pro Wrestling, something that isn't uh, wrestling that isn't pissing me off. So I'm looking forward to it. About the same time, Mighty Joe got a hold of me about Wrestle Kingdom. A Track Black hits me up on Twitter and he's like, Wrestle Kingdom review, I want to do it. And I was like, all right, yeah, we can make this happen. We can absolutely make this happen. So A-Track Black, Michael Davis, welcome back to the show, my friend. I hope you had a very, very happy new year. It was a great new year. I'm glad we left 2020 and got on to 2021, even though it's, it's still the same shit. Um, but I'm glad to talk to the Kingdom. I'm glad I'm back on the Destino. And also glad I'm back with A-Track Brown. It's been a while since so we didn't, did anything together. Oh, yeah. So good on that. So I had it all set up. It's going to be Mighty Joe Morin. It's going to be 8-Track Black. And then right after Wrestle Kingdom, not before Wrestle Kingdom, right after Wrestle Kingdom, I get a message that says, you're doing a Wrestle Kingdom review, right? And I was like, yep, you want in? And he was like, god damn right I want in. This motherfucker can't wait to talk about Wrestle Kingdom. So we had him on for the preview. Now we got him on for the review. Welcome back, 8-Track Brown. My friend, Yo, it finally happened. It finally happened. Uh, I hate to say I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. With a tear in my eye. 
Oh boy, this is going to be fun. All leading to the major payoff at the end of night two of Wrestle Kingdom. What happened at the end of night two of Wrestle Kingdom? I don't think 8-Track Brown or Billy Ray Valentine are ever going to let me forget it, but we will talk about that when we get there. First, we have to start off with the greatest Yano match in the history of Yano matches. I'm talking about the New Japan Rambo to kick off night one of Wrestle Kingdom. Now, I, why did they call it the Rambo? Why, why was this not just the New Japan Rumble? Because w when we did the preview, A-Track Brown, we were like, we don't even know what the New Japan Rambo is. And then it starts and it's like, oh, it, it, it's the Rumble. Why didn't you just call it the Rumble? That's what I was wondering, too. Well, <laughs> and I, I got to be honest with you. Um, this, that, this was a part of the show that I actually skipped. Um, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. Uh, oh, actually, I didn't see I I didn't skip it on purpose. I I was trying to stay up. <laughs> I kept falling asleep. And I, and not only was I falling asleep, I have I don't know if y'all can see this. I have like three sets of different burns from when the blunt, you know, burnt my finger because I was fucking falling asleep. Yo, I was so you know, listen, I just gotta be honest with everybody here, okay? <laughs> Having Wrestle Kingdom on the same week that they released Cobra Kai was really <laughs> fucking unfair. It was really unfair. And yeah. I know there's a, there's a few people listening who, who, who watch those reviews and watch those reactions that I did and they're like, yo, that motherfucker was that was freaking smoking blunts and throwing back shots. He was, he was definitely high off his rocker. Yo, I was so exhausted. This is the first Wrestle Kingdom that I've watched that I, I, I cannot, you know, before we all get into it, that I can't really give you my best thoughts because it was so hard to try to stay up. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Well, it, that means... But I, did, I did not fall asleep during those main events. <laughs> that means, A-Track Black, that means he missed Chase Owens' boyhood dream coming true. Chase Owens enters the New Japan Rumble at number one, and he runs the gauntlet last all the way to the end. The boyhood dream is finally coming true for our boy Chase Owens. Uh, well, still fuck Chase Owens, because uh, I, I can't I can't stand wow. him. Wow. Jesus. I mean, I, I, I gave him respect for paying respect towards uh, Tracy Smothers. I gave him that but I I can't stand him. He just went the job of the blood club. But I'm. Oh, that's what I thought. I was trying to. I saw a picture. I didn't understand why he was dressed like that. But thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, I thought I thought uh, uh like we gotta see gotta see we gotta see uh the Sylvester Stallone like in the in this rainbow. Uh, but <laughs> we didn't get that. But overall, um, this match was just a throwaway rumble. I thought I, I this it maybe missed the lesser rumble. Like we've been we've been seeing for years, like why, why we just have that wumble again? Just of have this throwaway wumble match for a, the a trophy that doesn't mean shit. Well, while I I largely agree with a track black mighty Joe. There were two legends inside of this rumble, and those two legends were Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki, who absolutely yeah. freaking despise one another. And rather than trying to win the match, they both got themselves disqualified because they just wanted to fight with one another on the outside of the ring. I, I, I very much enjoy that story. See, see that, that that I could almost justify the, the word Rambo next to me. When I think Rambo, like I think, you know, like going and shooting shit up without protecting yourself. That's what these two guys were doing, just beating the shit out of each other the whole time. And just it's they're just two guys that uh, that just enjoy trying to murder each other. I mean, uh, that's entertaining as hell. I'm always on board for that. You know, despite Yon winning. Chase wanted to be number one. Of course, we would see Suzuki come out at number three. And the fuck my life moment that came over <laughs> Chase Owens' face needs to be Why? a gif that Why? lives on Twitter forever. Yeah. So we, we, we know Chase qualifies. Bushi actually qualifies. So we've got two two jobbers in the, in, in the qualification here. We, we might as well throw in Fale, too. And then the question is, who's going to be number four? 
and the final elimination happens while Yano is on his way to the ring, thus saying that Yano qualifies without ever actually getting into the match. The most Yano thing ever. So night two, we will have Chase Owens versus Bushi versus Bad Luck Fale versus the defending King of Pro Wrestling 2020 looking to become the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 to kick off night two. I have talked about this match entirely too long. So I guess we'll go ahead and start the main card. <laughs> Say Can it I- all together, folks. Fucking Yano. Fucking Yano. Fucking Yano. But it was good. It was a, it was a good Yano match because it made me laugh. It was. So that's a yeah. good Yano match. It's a good Yano match. A-Track Brown as he lights his blunt. Did you get to actually see Hiromu Takahashi versus El Phantasmo, or were you yes, still asleep that, for that, this I, one? That I saw. That one I watched. <laughs> and I watched it. I watched it hoping that my prediction would come true, which is that uh, Takashi and Hiromu would not fucking uh, throw out everything, you know, in the match. Because the match wasn't really that, wasn't even that long. 17 so, minutes you know. and 46 seconds. <clears throat> Which yeah. for Hiromu is a short match. That's exactly. A short match. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, he didn't pull out all the stops. And um, Chase um, Chase, look, look at me, Chase Owens. Because that, that's that's how that's how that's how low I set the bar for El Phantasmo. He he's got I'm 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 where Michael Davis is with Chase Owens when it comes to El Phantasmo, even though I'm trying. I'm trying, but you know the match was enjoyable, and like I said, I was happy that that they didn't give everything, you know, because you wanted them to save, you wanted Hiromu to save uh, uh, some for night two, and it was predictable because we all fucking knew that El Fantasmo had no chance in winning uh, against Hiromu with the match that they had set up for the next night. Yeah, I, I guess my problem with this match, Joe, was. They go through 17 minutes and 46 seconds for the mash. That means for 17 minutes and 43 seconds, these guys pretty much beat the ever-loving shit out of one another all for a roll-up at the end. Like, after all that, a roll-up is what finishes it. Really? A little anticlimactic, but I mean, I got to say, you know, as a shout-out to a fellow Canadian, uh, uh, I mean, Phantasma, I thought you did great. I mean, even you and I were chatting kind of as the show was kind of happening, you know, you were telling me, you know, go up there and uh, get over in a lost boy. And I think that's definitely what he did. You know, I definitely didn't really have a shot at winning. I would agree with, uh, with track on that one, but I mean, do look, he still looked fantastic in that match. I mean, he's got a bright future ahead of him. The match. Everybody wants to see eight track black has to be El Phantasmo Ju- versus Jushin Thunder Liger at this. Like they are clearly building to Liger whipping this dude's ass. <laughs> Uh, I I don't want to see that match at at, at all because this this guy got probably still uh, his moves too just like he stole Ada Styles moves, uh, King Omega's moves, and freaking he does the freaking uh, Nakamura uh, taunt when he comes head to the ring. Hell, this guy was even wearing uh as his tights the camel uh pants. I mean, this guy is not his own, his own person, but I I'm glad he came out there and and gave it his all against Homo. He was gonna win the match, but he did look good in this match, so I give him that. He is the dangerous Devon Storm of New Japan. <laughs> Hiromu to challenge Taiji Ishimori on night two, and track. This is again, we told them so. Like, come on, semi main event. You think they're gonna do El Fantasmo versus Ishimori? Come Absolutely. on, Absolutely. yeah, exactly. It, it, maybe, maybe somewhere down the line when, um, when, when all the top uh, juniors are hurt, they'll have that. <laughs> it ain't happening anytime soon. We all know who the money man is in this in this division ever since uh, Osprey decided to, um, you know, go up, go up a notch. So this division belongs to you know Romo, and it was Absolutely. it was set for him to just you know take over to tonight too. And that's what happened, and you know, like I said, good match. I still, I, I'm still not there with with Fantasmo, but I, like I said, I want to be at least that's something that I want to be there. <laughs> I, I I thought the most impressive part of this match was them just knowing their place on the card. Like th- these two guys could have went out there and done another 17 minutes worth of just absolute crazy shit, and everybody knows it. But they they were the basically the opening match on the card. They can't go out there and just blow the entire card for the entire rest of the night. 
Hey, Track Black, were you happy with this match, or, or, or were you disappointed in this match too? I, I didn't mind the match. I think it was it was a, a good way to start off the, the, the show, and I'm glad they didn't do match, especially Huomo. He won he won the match well, well up, and I mean I, I'm glad he didn't use any of his finishers, and he he pretty much gave a a taste of what to come the next night against Izumori. The only thing about El Phantasmo that really bothers me right now, Joe, he's clearly using a loaded boot. Like, mm. we, we have seen this story now for a while. It's clearly he is using a loaded boot. Yeah. At a certain point, you have to be very, very careful to not insult the audience's intelligence because at this point, it seems everybody knows that it's a loaded boot, except for the guys that are wrestling El Phantasmo and the referees. And I, I think yeah. that's a very, <laughs> very... Uh, we, don't, we don't want to venture into sports entertainment uh, territory with this uh, shit, right? And, uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, knowing their place in the card. You know, this is something that um, I'm going to point my finger squarely at AEW when it comes to this. I mean, like every, when you go to them, like every single show, every single match, you know, they're just, they're just doing absolutely everything, even on the opening match. And you just, you completely bury your main event doing that. You know, you start off slow. I'm always, I've always been of the old school uh, line of thought when it comes to booking a show, you start small and work to your main event. That's how it should be. Yep. I, I completely agree. And I love the change of pace going into the Tag Team Championship match next. World Tag League 2020 winners, the Gorillas of Destiny, defeat the 87th IWGP Tag Team Champions, the Dangerous Techers, to become seven-time IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, breaking the record. G.O.D. checking off the final two boxes on the resume. The only two things they hadn't done was win World Tag League and win inside of the Tokyo Dome. Their first win, even though they've had many matches inside of the Tokyo Dome. And now we, we actually have a real personal feud going on here because Tamatonga has stolen the iron fingers from Tai Chi. Hell, the, he even got him a personal seat on the airplane on the way back home to Florida. I saw that he had the, 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 the iron fingers had a window seat. They had him all tucked in there, ready to go. I'm absolutely loving this feud. And it's weird because it's two heel teams and it's just like, they're just fucking with each other. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's something we don't see all that often. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was fantastic to see them, you know, finally win world tag league and to win the Tokyo dome. And, um, I gotta say too, I mean, uh, Zach and Tai Chi, uh, I never thought I would, you know, when I first, when I started getting back into watching New Japan, I never thought I would say this, but I mean, even Tai Chi did really good in there. I mean, he's been looking great since, uh, you know, they've gone uh, back, especially in front of a crowd. The, my, still, my, my only gripe is still, dude, if you're going to fucking do a lip sync gimmick, at least move your lips when you're going to fucking lip sync, okay? At least try. <laughs> Right, right. It doesn't even like you're not even trying to. I will say though, props to props to Rocky Romero because Rocky Romero calls him out on that fucking shit. Yeah. Like you know, if if that was Mitchell Cole, he'd just be putting over like how fucking great Tai Chi is. Oh, so you, you know, but like at least Rocky Romero is like the microphone's not even plugged in. You know, like yeah. Oh, fantastic though! But yeah, I mean, uh, dude's great in the ring. Just uh, I, that gimmick's got to be tweaked a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, get rid of that mic or you know, actually learn how to sing. Maybe the the I can deal with the fake singing. The thing that bugs the ever loving shit out of me is that the match is not official until Tai Chi takes off his pants. Yeah, right. <laughs> like to that, I could absolutely <laughs> do without. Yeah. I'm still dealing with. I still can't quite wrap my head around uh, a baby face Tomatonga. I'm still. Uh, it's it's still weird for me. I'm not used to that. A track black. What do you think? Are 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 the gorillas as scary without the 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 hair? Was the hair what made Tomatonga? Well, Tomatonga, he changed up his look almost like all, all, every other year. Because this guy used to wear face paint. Doesn't do that anymore. He used to have the, the long hair and the, the beard. He doesn't have that anymore. It looks like what would happen to Wick Fox and a bird that we had, had a baby. Um, <laughs> the, 
Fantastic. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. The the bare face look of the Tomatonga did not scare. Doesn't scare me. Doesn't care anyone else. But I but I do I do say that the the, the Grills of Destiny are are one of the best tag teams in in New Japan. Not just in New Japan, but in the world. And the fact that they they won they have won seven tag tag titles in in New Japan. The same says, says a lot. So I yeah I can make fun of Tomatonga's bare face or or one, but I I can I guess honestly say that the, the girls of Delta are the, are the best tag team in New Japan in, in history. Cracker Track Brown, I it, it's so weird for me because I feel like Tangaloa is the more interesting of the two brothers at this point, and and it was always the other way around. Oh no. No, 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 Listen, even though I've said this before, yes, the man, Tomatonga, looks like he he belongs as a lead in a Tyler Perry movie with his face looking like that. The abusive husband who leaves his wife for another chick. Oh no, no, no! I forgot. He's light skinned He's the one who saves the woman from the evil dark skinned husband in the Tyler Perry. That's what happens. So yeah, he's got that going for him, but that alone still is what makes him the most entertaining about this team. Not to say that Tangaloa is not is not is not you know um, good in his own right, you know. But I would say this: it started out with you know Tamatanga being a man, and you know. It's like yeah, Tangalo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. And and now you you really kind of do look at both of them as almost equals. And if not equals, you don't look at Tom, uh, Tangaloa as 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 just like the lackey, as somebody you're not really interested in just yet. You know, he's he's earned he's earned a lot of praise. I think uh, he stepped out of uh, Tamatanga's shadow in that team within itself. But I still think Tamatanga's uh, the one who just makes that team what it is and the thing about uh tai chi is like i like we spoke about this during the um preview where we said that you know he seems to be getting this big push the whole iron hand thing which i completely fucking forgot i kept thinking that it was a bruce lee tribute um it's from lazuka yeah but I, I i fucking forgot and the thing is but with that with that happening that is the beginning of a face turn for Tai Chi, that's what we're looking at here. Wow! And maybe, maybe, maybe I, I'm looking at it at, at, as like a, uh, a American booking standpoint, but we all know that God are fucking heels, yeah. and they are heels. Tai Chi is getting more and more popular with the fans, and he's still having you know some friction within Suzuki Goon and whatever. So I see the face turn happening. It's happening slowly but surely. But by that. the summer, by the summer, that dude's going to be a face. I don't know how over he's going to be, but he's going to be a face. The, the, the thing I find unfortunate about this program is we're sitting here and we're talking about everybody but Zack Sabre Jr. Like, I feel like Zack is the only one that really suffers in being in a tag team. Like, he's a really good tag team wrestler. Because he doesn't he doesn't belong in a tag team. That's the problem. Like, I, I like the dangerous techers, but Zack, just as part of a team, just, I, I'm with you, Track. It doesn't work. Joe, what do you think? His style, just uh, just because he's so tactical in the ring, and, and not always. I mean, he could, he's always been able to adapt to the style of his opponent. But like like you guys had just mentioned, you know, once you throw a partner into that, it just, it compromises the way that that dude works. Uh, he works best by himself when he can joint manipulate and do whatever to his opponent, not standing on the apron waiting for the other guy to tag him in. And and I and I gotta be real, that's that's a mark against Zach. Cause that, that shouldn't be. Now, granted, you know, if you don't, if you have a guy who's clearly not a tag team wrestler, take him out of there. But as a talent, because you know, you hear the, all the the Dean Malenko references and stuff like that, and I, I'll be quick to say I like I love Zach, but yeah. please stop putting him in the comparison with Dean Malenko. Yeah. Doesn't have as much hair. Yeah. Here's exactly, and here's yeah. where here's one of the examples. <laughs> here's one of the examples of separates them. Dean yeah. Malenko to work a tag team match. 
I can say that because I actually, a while back on Turnbuckle Talk, interviewed Tony uh, Mamaluke, and he uh, did some training with Dean Malenko, and he, uh, I believe he used the term Robin Williams level of hairiness with uh, oh, Dean Malenko, and uh, he didn't like to shower either, so. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, but that, but that's, but that's, but that's, the, that's what it is for, for, for Zach, you know, it, it, it's kind of a mark against him. You should be able yeah. to, especially if you're a technical wrestler. You know, if you if you if you wrestle with the technical style that that he does, you should be able to adapt to that. So it's kind of it's it's kind of fucked up, but it's also on him. You know, I, I feel so, like it's it, also kind of on New Japan too, because the, yeah, yes. But if you're going to be put in that spot, if you're going to be put in that spot, you got to do something with it. I really like the team of Suzuki and Zach. When they were yeah. working together. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then they just split them up and they put Zach and Taichi together because they wanted to push Taichi. And it's like, I, I, I get the end result, but I, I feel like they've really hurt Zach in the process. Like, he's really lost some standing inside of the company. No, I would agree. Hey, we found John Moxley. John yeah. Moxley, actually, he, he showed up at the LA Dojo long enough to uh, film a promo and tell us all that he's the boogeyman. Um. <laughs> I, I I can get with what they're doing. It's just like, do I care? I mean, if I want to watch John Moxley, I'll just watch fucking AEW. It's it's interesting. You had mentioned this, uh, I think, a few weeks ago uh, on this. It was either in this show where you guys were talking about HTM. It's like everything that's happening with New Japan America. Like the I don't know if it's just the way that they're filming everything there, but it just it's not working like the, the 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 matches in the promos it just it feels like there's just like nothing no atmosphere no nothing there whatsoever with it yeah like i watched flat. ring of honor and and they're doing the empty arena thing too yeah and what ring of honor is doing but for some reason a track black what what new japan of america is doing just it feels hollow mm-hmm. uh, yeah at, at times it does, does feel hollow because I mean, first of all, um, that John Monty promo sucked ass. Um, I got done without the promo. I probably would have haven't done the promo after Kenta won the match, but that's besides the point. But as far as New Japan America, um, it it has has its low low points. But I mean, you talk about high high points. Last night I saw freaking Chris Dickinson made a debut in New Japan, uh, New Japan World uh, Strong, and Chris Dickinson is the fucking man. I've been watching him for for years, and having him have that spot last night, New Japan uh, strong, it, it, it was a long time coming. This guy is good. Uh, this guy to be in New Japan in, in Japan, uh, real soon because this guy is really good. But New Japan America need to get to get this shit together because I don't know what they they doing as far as um the talent they have on on the roster. Before we get more to the match, two things that they need to do big time there. A they need a crowd they need an audience there and two you gotta change up that commentary team uh whatever his name is or kozlov whatever that oh, dude is Kozlov, fucking ice yeah. cold and commentary he has absolutely nothing to it uh just so you need to have somebody there with a little bit more emotion because that dude is just it does nothing track are you at all interested in new japan of america i i i am like a lot of fans i'm hoping for the best i've only seen strong twice and i will agree that the commentary whew, yeah they need some changes on that. Um, the fans, yeah, they need that. Listen, speaking of the fans, this entire weekend suffered, even though they had them there. Oh, yeah. You know, it, 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 it suffered, especially with the main events, you know, and especially with night two with, you know, that fucking, I don't even want to call it a mesh. Uh, what, what the, I don't know what it was between Jeff Cobb and Shingo. We'll get into that. But it, that it, it's like you really wanted an audience you know, to react the way they would react. And so, yeah, they need that. And Ameri- uh, like I said, strong, I only seen it twice, but um, when it's, when it's complete, when we, when they have people, I, I think I'm going to be glued to that show a lot, you know, yeah. even with the bad commentary, because Dickinson, like, like, like a track black said, that dude is the fucking man. Okay. That, that, that dude in the, in the other, in the other three cats that trained there with, with, with uh, Shibata, I still want to see a takeover faction with, with those guys. I really do. Or yep. joining, uh, or, or joining Osprey's faction at least. Yep. Well, let's talk about the, the IWGP US title, the right to challenge briefcase, 
which Kenta wants John Moxley to challenge him for. Kenta defeats Satoshi Kojima in 14 minutes and 12 seconds via one of the nastiest go-to-sleeps I've seen in a very long time. But, man, props to Kojima. He freaking brought it in this match. He's kind of like, you know, hey, yeah, I ain't fucking done. That's what the leader of the bread club was saying. I ain't fucking done. <laughs> the bread club. Man, anybody Yo. who does not follow Kojima on Twitter, <laughs> you are missing out how much yeah. that man loves him some bread. That's awesome. It's great stuff. Yo, I told you that match was going to be brutal. I told you Kinta was going to fucking kill that old man. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, he didn't He didn't actually kill him. Because that story... Yeah, yeah, he did. He definitely tried. But the story of that match, because I was wide awake for this one, you know, it was Kenta. <laughs> the the story of that match was exactly how you just explained it, uh, um, um, Jargo. It was all about, you know, Kojima saying, oh, I can still hang with you. But, um, yeah, that, that GTS at the end was like, yeah, I, t- I told you so. But, you know, he, he, he kept up. He kept up. And, He's 50 and- years old. 50 years old. <laughs> I want to see it again. I want to see those two. I want to see them. I want to see it again. You know they, what I want to see after yeah. watching this match? I want to see Kojima in the never division. I want to see, I want to see Kojima and Shingo. I want to see Kojima and Jeff Cobb. I want to see Kojima and Suzuki. Let them go out there and show us how it's fucking done. Yep. We're going to see him. We're going to see him against Jeff. Cobb. We're going to see him back in that division. It so. It's going to happen. Yeah, I hope so. A-Track Black, what do you think? Kojima, does he belong in the bad motherfucker division? After his, his match against Kenta, you're damn right. Because, I mean, even though I had this this at the, my professor's lock pick, I, got, I knew Kenta would go win. But Kojima did brought it. He had a great showing against Kenta, and I, I'm surprised that he had a great match against this guy. And I, I don't mind seeing him in the in the general operate division, going against Shingo, Cobb. All, all the, the, the bad motherfuckers in that division because this guy can still go. This is the first ever major, major league wrestling champ, world champion. So I, I don't, I, I'm not surprised me to see these, this guy go up against Cobb. Yeah, Kojima just seems timeless to me. And now clearly we're, we're on pace for a Kenta versus Moxley U.S. title match. Mighty Joe, what do you think? Either Kojima or Kenta in their paths going forward. I, I really like Kojima in that uh, never open title, like you had mentioned with those guys. I think he matches up great, uh, just given the experience and uh, just the fact that he proved himself in this match. You can still go, like I said, at 50 fucking years old. That is impressive um, in, in any company. Uh, Kenta uh, versus Mox, that, that's something that's going to be interesting, um, You know, given that um, I don't know if this will really play a factor, but the fact that guys both guys were involved in the other company. I have a feeling that they might play off of that angle a little bit and maybe have some fun. Who knows, man? But, uh, um, I, I guess this all depends on what, uh, Mox is going to do in AEW going forward. And, uh, this partnership with, uh, potential with new Japan and all what's going to, I think that match is really going to be telling about what is going to go forward for, uh, for both companies in this supposed partnership going on. Adrian Brown, I am in no way, shape, or form interested in a Dean Ambrose versus Hideo Itami match. But if you're going to give me John Moxley versus fucking Kenta, yeah, go ahead and sign me up. Yeah, of 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 course. Listen, I had no problem with the with the with the promo, other than you know it should have been after the match, definitely. Um, yeah. And I'm just I'm like a lot of people. Like, let's try to get the ball rolling on this, you know. And this and this kind of. Shows you that, you know, yeah, get a fucking um, working relationship going because we could have had Kenta versus Mox for that belt in AEW. Yeah, I understand New Japan wants to be selfish and they have the right to be to want to have that match in on their on their card. But you still your product will still get exposed, you know, As, and if and if you're doing this whole American thing, work with the damn company, because to my understanding, the ones who are being dicks on this end from from what I understood was New Japan. I don't know where they stand now, you know, most specifically, the guy who was being a real dick about it was Harold. Yeah. And Harold is no longer there. So, all right. Okay. We, we, we have to take that into consideration too. All right. So then maybe those, so maybe that, that, that lends more credence to the rumors then. And, um, you know, so let's, let's see, but, 
yeah, this is a perfect example of 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 a good thing. You know, having a working relationship with an American promotion can do for this company. You know, it it it, it hurts us. I mean, listen. For for AEW standpoint, with him being in this feud with Kenny Omega, you can kind of say, well, it kind of confuses things. You're adding a little bit too much, but it's you can work that out. You can have it lead into something that goes going on with Kenta. You have the return match, Moxley versus uh, uh, Omega, and Kenta comes out and costs him the match, and then it just goes on from there. And we can finally have that match, and you can finally try to make that belt somewhat relevant. It, it, it adds a little mystique to it right now because of what's going on. So it doesn't really hurt the title, depending on how you look at it. Question for you, Jerry, before we go on to the next match. You had mentioned uh, Harold Nobt uh, being involved in the company. Or just for people who maybe aren't aware, who is kind of steering the, the ship there now at the top? Um, his name escapes me uh, okay. right off the top of my head. But he was yeah. the president of New Japan of America. Okay. So, and, and they just moved him over. But I cannot think of his name for the life of me off the okay. top of my head. But, I mean, Sugabayashi is still the chairman. So... I mean, every everything is going to have to go through him. Harold yeah. was the guy from Iceland. Yeah, Harold May. Oh, yeah, the guy, the guy and, from the fucking toy factory. And, and the funny thing is, I thought I thought he was going to do good work. I thought they, I thought he was going to last so a while. Yeah, not to be the case. But <laughs> let, let, let's talk about one guy who has been there. For wait, a while. wait, 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 wait. Before you, before you, before you continue, I have one question. Why the fuck is SEMA a thing in Japan? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, yo. I'm like, first of all, does SEMA even exist out here anymore? I don't think so. I don't think you can get it if you had to. I'm telling you right now, you're gonna watch the next, the next, the uh, for, for the G1, the fucking sponsor is gonna be fucking Nuprin. <laughs> 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 That's what you're gonna see. You're gonna see banners: Nuprin, small, different, yellow. America <laughs> is gonna be fucking sponsored by Anison. <laughs> Does anybody use Anison anymore? <laughs> I'll tell you what's next. I'll tell you what's next. Hiroshi Tanahashi gonna come out in an Ico Pro shirt. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Yo, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sidetrack like that, oh, but I could not stop laughing at the fact that <laughs> Zima is a sponsor, which means that Zima has to be a thing in Japan. It what is. The, of course. What happened to Coors Light? I don't I mean, know, man. Yeah, listen, Coors tastes like a tub of pack, uh, a tub of uh, uh, cat piss that somebody farted in, but it's ten times better than Zima. I don't know what the hell that shit was. Zima. I thought that was poison sent by the Swedes. <laughs> oh. And mind you, yes, yes. For those who are listening, I tried Zima as an underage kid because that's the last time I fucking even saw it. Because the first time I saw Zima, I thought it was soda. Right. <laughs> I had to look it up because uh, uh, for those who aren't aware, I live in Canada and we don't have Zima. So I don't think I to, we have Zima anymore. I don't think we've had Zima in like 30 <laughs> fucking years. <laughs> fucking Molson 3 0. It's like fucking moonshine. <laughs> you don't <have> Zima. <laughs> Much like Kojima, another man Whoa. trying to prove that he still belongs on the card is the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who's been on uh, a bit of a, uh, a losing streak lately. And a he. Bit. A bit of a losing streak. Well, yeah, I mean, it's only like four months. Um, and here he takes on the great Okan in Okan's biggest match of his career, undoubtedly. And I, I have to take it all back. I've been putting Okan over that he looks so much better since he switched over to the trunks and he got rid of the stupid looking fucking pants. And here he comes out at Wrestle Kingdom in the stupid looking fucking hammer pants. Right. And not only that, he staggers his way all the way down. Like, dude, this is like a WrestleMania style ramp. This is the biggest ramp in the history of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And it took Great Okan like 15 fucking minutes to hobble yeah. his goddamn ass down to the fucking ring. I mean, it's like, just he, like, dude, he, what are you doing? Or what was going on there? Oh, my God. As far as the match goes, I mean, the match was fine. Hiroshi Tanahashi gets to win 17 minutes and 13 seconds with the high fly flow. 
What do you what do you think, Michael Davis? A track black. What do you think? How is Great Ocon clicking for you, if at all? Uh, like, like I said before, this guy looks like Gato. You had uh, in uh, look three, three Gatos in one day, <laughs> the Great Gato. But besides that, this guy, um, the, the Great Gato. <laughs> Oh, I just did a good take over here. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, the match was fine. Um, oh. This this was like a match that it kind of reminded me of John Cena and uh, the great uh, Kali when they they actually wrestled. But besides that, <laughs> um, <laughs> the great Kali, what? <laughs> but this this was oh. a good match. Uh, um, he uh, Okan had a good song. But the the oh, stupid geez. what the fuck he was doing when he headed the ring like it took him yeah. it took him longer longer to head to head the ring than the Undertaker like what the what the fuck I mean this this guy needed he needed this doing that bullshit and he just needed to walk down the ring like a like a tough ass mo- monster but this guy had a good song against uh Tanahashi that's all I can say about it he had it, he did good but lose the lose the stupid dance. Uh, that uh, that Oscar does at NWE because you're not Oscar, you're a great icon. Wow, <laughs> Mighty Joe, two feature matches for Oka since he returned from excursion. He had the big singles match against Kazuchika Okada. Now the big singles match against Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, clearly they they have a lot invested in this guy, yeah. and I think he could be amazing. But this gimmick. I don't like the gimmick at all. It's still a work in progress with this guy. Uh, the gimmick, I, I could take it or leave it. Honestly, I, th- I think having the shit covering his face doesn't help. Uh, trying to walk down to the to the ring, especially when you have a big long ramp at the Tokyo Dome, that doesn't help. Um, uh, I think his in-ring work stuff is fine. For, for me, the, the favorite part for, for me with uh, Great Ocon is the, the fact that the dude can stand in the middle of the ring without a microphone and project his voice for everybody here. I think that's an impressive feat and something that they could kind of build off of. For me, it's just it's that gimmick. You do you, you got to change that up a little bit. You got to uh, simple it, uh, simplify it, get rid of the hammer pants, and just uh, get back to basics here. Hey, Track Brown, are we dealing with another Tai Chi where we have a, a guy who could be a real player, but the gimmick is going to hold him back? Um, I have to separate myself from the rest of the panel right now. I, I thought he was terrible. I didn't think he wasn't doing shit for me, bro, at all. I thought this is my honest opinion. And I'm not, I have no reason to hate on him. You know, I, to say he looked like shit, that's too strong. I got to take that back. That's too strong. He didn't live to my expectations. I, I, I have to say that. And, And from what I saw, first of all, do not do an entrance like that when I can't fucking stay up as it is. Okay, <laughs> right? Like what the fuck is what the fuck is wrong with you? So you know, uh, after my short little uh, uh, entrance nap, <laughs> when I woke up to see a, a high fly flow being done in mid match, um, Tanahashi was doing everything in his power to make this guy look like a fucking million bucks. He really was. So um, if Tanahashi is trying to make you look good, but I'm seeing that you're not really capitalizing off that. We got a fucking problem, and I just, I just, I just felt. And hey, maybe my my opinion is a little bit askew from the fact that I wasn't all there, but I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying from 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 my perspective, it, he anybody else, I think if this was uh if this was Abushi or Kenta or or hell. Uh, uh, um, Ishimori, my attention would have been like glued to the to the screen. You know, he didn't do that for me, so that 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 says a lot. I yeah. I think part of my connection to this match, Joe, I Tanahashi's knees are yeah. so bad. Yeah. At this point, I feel like every match is built around whoever is wrestling Tanahashi going after his knees. And I feel like Tanahashi is at like a whole nother level when it comes to selling. But I don't know if he's actually selling or if he's actually in that much pain. And it just I, I feel like it connects me more to every Tanahashi match than I would be otherwise. 
I was going to say, I mean, if he's making you feel that, in my opinion, he's doing his job right. If he's creating that uncertainty to where you don't really know that, that's what we're all, that's what like every wrestler is trying to achieve out there is to, to make it so you can't really tell whether it's actually happening or not. I mean, that's, that's what they shoot for. Uh, like I said, you know, for, for Great O'Conn, the way that track feels about him, it's like how I feel about Wado. It's it's like, dude, the, the guy just does absolutely. Oh God! He just has like a blank stare in his face, like his eyes are all messed up. But whatever, <laughs> I'll be on beside the point. But uh, but yeah, just it's. Um, I have to kind of agree that with track mentioning that he wasn't really capitalizing, and I mean Tanahashi trying so hard to make him look good, but just it's it's close, but we're just not quite there. I think, and I, I don't know if he's honestly going to be able to get to that point to where we're getting like main event status. I think he's going to be caught in like a weird kind of mid card placement. Unfortunately for him, it's it's going to be interesting to see how everything works out. Atrek Black, where do you see Tanahashi going forward? Because at this point, it seems like everybody just beats up on Tanahashi, and once in a while he gets a win, and most of the time he just loses. Glutton for punishment. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how what, where I see Tanahashi. I might I mean it'll be good to have him to take a break from New Japan and his rest rest up because Lord knows he he needs it because his needs gotta be uh, given up by by time by by time uh, of next year or so, and I don't want to see that happen. So like do a couple more matches and maybe take a break for a little bit because you you need a break you need to get, get uh that we have because you, you can't be wrestling out there where your knees fucked up let's go on to the next one a track brown it's time to wake up time to wake oh, up yeah. from your nap because it is time <laughs> to talk about the rainmaker kazuchika oh, okada beating up on the Dirty douchebag Will Ospreay with his girlfriend Bea Priestley. Track, we wanted to see the Rainmaker. And and we not only got the Rainmaker, we not only got the return of Okada, we got angry Okada. We got pissed off Okada. We got who the fuck is you, Okada? <laughs> it was nice to Ta-da. see this guy back. Yeah. Listen, um, this match. You know, of course, you know, had my attention. It's Okada. It's Osprey. Um, Here's here's the deal. We're going to see this again, and it's going to be for the fucking IWGP title. And Osprey is going to fucking walk away IWGP heavyweight champion. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. He's going to get that belt. I don't know when, but when he gets that belt, he is taking it from Okada. That's the story that they have with Osprey. You know, that's the story that they're telling. He's, you know, we know for a fact it's not over. We know oh, it's not no. over. And the ending of this story is Osprey winning the IWGP title off of Okada. What else is there? Wow. Uh, just, to, just to beat him? He's not taking over chaos. He's yep. starting his own thing. You know? So it has to end at some point. With and, and we know, you know, they're gonna take that long break, go off the field with somebody else. You know, they come to G one, bring it back, and the next thing you know, at at a, at a Genesis or, or or whatever or Dominion, it could be three we, years from now. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. This story is going to run for about two and a half to three years. Okay, we saw we saw that match, and we saw Angry Okada, and we saw. An offspray who said, I'm the future. <laughs> you ain't shit. I'm the future. But Okada still being Okada. Point point of the matter is, <laughs> you're going to see something sick. Meltzer's going to give the next match 10 fucking stars. Because <laughs> you, we're not done. We're not done. No. I, like, like, I, I, I can only hope and pray, you know. It'd be the Lord's will that I make it for the next three years to see this. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to die afterwards, but I, I, I believe Meltzer gave this one five and a quarter stars, um, which is a hell of a chapter one for for the story that they are, are setting out here. But more importantly than all of that, Joe, I feel like we found him. This entire time, since Kenny Omega left New Japan Pro Wrestling, we were been wondering 
where in the hell is Kazuchika Okada? Because nobody could bring out the Rainmaker like Kenny Omega could. And now we have Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay brought out that Okada. God damn, it was good to see that Okada. It was. And what was interesting for me is the way that uh, Will Ospreay worked this match. Not as much of the high flying and the high spots. He was almost wrestling kind of like a big man uh, during uh, during the whole match and really playing uh, that bad guy kind of role. And yeah, like bringing out the Rainmaker, I'll cut that dude. That was good to see that uh, the Rainmaker more he than a few times. The fuck out of Osprey, oh, man. Yeah, like, like he wanted <laughs> to the ring. It was really cool to see. Uh, just fantastic work from both guys. And like I said, the, the, for me, the really intriguing part was seeing the way that Osprey worked that match. I, I was really, really highly impressed there. Yeah, Will's heel style. Yeah, and, and fantastic, fantastic. I, I, I think this is, there's a lot of comparisons between Will Ospreay and Seth Rollins. Yeah. And what Will Ospreay is showing right now is he gets it more than Seth Rollins. Yeah. Because Will is not going out there and just getting all of his shit in. He's not going out there and, and doing all the flippy shit that people are going to want to cheer. He's going out there and he's wrestling like he's a fucking prick. Yep. And yeah. I, I, I what, what, what is it? The Commonwealth Kingpin? Isn't Something that the like new that. character? I think that's what they're calling him now. They, they've completely ditched the Ariel and the Assassin, and now he's yeah. the Commonwealth Kingpin. I like to call him Sir Douche a lot. <laughs> and, 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 and as an asterisk, as a, as a side note too, B appreciously looking fucking mint at ringside. Just oh, saying, yeah, yeah. B B has that effect on things. Yeah, eight track black. What do you think of douchebag Osprey? Well, um, I I actually like uh, douche douchebag Osprey. I, I mean, I, I remember you. I remember uh, me. You talk about how he needed to change up his style as a heavyweight uh, years ago. When he was in G1, his last uh, best of Super Juniors, and he needed to just the uh, the aerial uh, moves and just be more of a heavyweight, be in a heavy division. And yes, he, he done that. He he did that against Okada. Okada come out coming out, not punk ass bitch. Okada he came out as the Rainmaker, which I'm happy about that. Um, he came out there just being a little sad, uh, uh, Osprey, and I was screaming at at, at my screen. Telling, hey, stop using the fucking money uh, clip, all right? Stop it. You the you the rainmaker, and he did, and he got the win against Osprey, and it was a this was a great great fucking match, and I'm glad that uh, we got the rainmaker here and not punk ass Bisokata. I'm <laughs> sure that my neighbors were wondering what was going on at about three thirty in the morning when I'm sitting here in a dark room and I'm screaming, Rainmaker, that motherfucker! <laughs> you know? God damn it! Just just fucking hit him with it! What are you doing? Oh, just hit him with it! It's out of your mouth! Man! Did you, check, did you check to see if there was an eviction notice on your door afterwards? And then, and then he did. He rainmaker the fucking shit out of Osprey, man. It was yeah, oh yeah. beautiful. Beautiful. That was that rainmaker that broke a baseball bat once. I mean, just the great shit. Let's talk oh, about your main event. Should have shook when he did that. It should have went just like that, just a little. <laughs> Let's talk about your main event: the seventy-second IWGP Heavyweight Champion, the twenty-sixth Intercontinental Champion, Tetsuya Naito, falls to Kota Ibushi. A match oh 528 God. days in the making, as I thought Kevin Kelly put over at the, during the entrances. It was great. A match yeah. that, you know, 528 days to recover from the last match for what they're about to do to each other. Really set the stage very, very nicely. 31 minutes and 18 seconds. And as Naito said, after the match... Naito's gonna Naito. Sorry about that. You know, kind of. <laughs> that's kind of what I do. I, I fuck up in the big matches. What do you expect? Um, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, track. I, I I know how much you love both of these guys. It was a couple of years ago. You were screaming at me that Naito did not win the main event at Wrestle Kingdom, and you've been screaming at me since then. When is Kota Ibushi gonna win a main event at Wrestle Kingdom? It just yes, so sir. happens that he would do it against Tetsuya Naito. Uh, this match was fucking beautiful. Listen, there's the birth of my daughter. <laughs> 
There is Luke Skywalker returning on The Mandalorian. There is Cobra Kai season one, two, and three. And there is fucking Hebrews Cobra fulfilling his destiny. <laughs> Let me explain this shit to everyone listening right now. Yes, I'm spazzing, but this is a good spaz. This is not a bad spaz. Okay. The Golden Star. The fucking Golden Star. He fucking did it. He shook up the world. He shook up the world. He shook up the fucking world. You understand what I'm saying? He fuck, yo, they was trying to play my He was like, no, it ain't going to happen. They're not going to give these fucking titles to this who's been going around kissing Kenny Omega and doing all that crazy shit in DDT. They'll never give him the title. They'll never do it. They'll never beat him. And not only did he beat him, not only did he beat him, Naito doing the most tranquilo thing you could ever do, handing the man both belts and saying, here you go. It is your destiny. It, it, it is okay to admit that you had a tear in your eye during that track because oh. it was very emotional. Tears! Tears! My Niagara Falls! Oh. <laughs> it's a the ghost of Christmas past from the greatest Scrooge movie ever, Scrooge. Wow. Alright? It was like it was like seeing Ricky the Dragon Steamboat get his revenge after Damn near getting destroyed yep. by the Macho Man. Yeah. That's actually the last time I cried in wrestling. Because I thought the Macho Man was going to kill that. <laughs> and my mom, like, Mom, what is he doing? But at Wrestle Kingdom, I was like, Oh my God, what is he doing? He's going to win. <laughs> and he fucking won. And he wow. won in a great ass match, too. Yep. This dude puts on nothing but classics. And, like, no, sorry. And Joe, right now. after after yeah. all of that over-exuberance of emotion and joy and tears, out comes the dirty knife pervert to ruin yes. the whole fucking thing. <laughs> dude, dude, this, this here, uh, I was, I've been telling people, like, people who aren't aware of... New Japan and Jay White, like, dude, this guy shoots like one of the best fucking heel promos that you can do. Like, he comes out and just, dude, that stuff was fantastic. After all that emotion, uh, like, it, like you said, track of of Naito handing him the belts, like, I, I was almost in tears myself too. I mean, that was absolutely fan fucking tastic. But uh, for uh, Jay to come out afterwards, I mean, the that stuff was that, that was that was that was incredible. One thing before we get more to this, because I forgot to mention the last match, dude. Those fucking Japanese tables, you know, like, <laughs> like on fucking um, on Bacho on Bachamania when they do the I am the table, dude. I am the Japanese tables. Holy shit, those fucking tables, man. Holy crap. But anyway, I digress on that. I mean, that was that was a, such a special moment for me. Like like you said, Naito handing them the titles. I got to go here. This is your. It's your time. You're just, I lost it. That was fantastic. That, that that was the highlight of the whole night. Almost like if he's it, it was it was almost as if Naito said, "If I'm gonna lose to somebody, I'm fucking glad it was you." Yeah, like straight up. And how many times did they spike each other on the head? Through oh my god, oh, like god. like Yo. I'm just sitting there like I just I don't get those moments from. Uh, in, in I don't know how anybody takes. I don't know how anybody takes the 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 fucking V trigger. I don't know how they take the Kamagoye. I'm like, I was like, yo, first of all, <laughs> night two, I thought he was going to paralyze the motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that, I, yeah. I definitely thought that. And, and, and night one, I was like, yo, he's going to fucking give this dude a serious concussion. He's going <laughs> yeah. to win by KO. Like, what the fuck? Adrian <laughs> oh, Black, what did you think of the main event of night one? Well... Um, this match was a great match. I mean, every, every, every time you see Naito versus Ibushi, it never disappoints. Um, especially in, 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 in when it comes to big matches like like these. Um, when I heard I saw Kota Ibushi with the hand of the V trigger and the Kamagoi 
for the three count, I was like, what? This, this, he, yes, he did it. Yes, he fucking did it. He, he won both belts for my night, night two, and go, go on night, night two, so, so was spread, giving them both, them both, both the belts. And I, I didn't want to get too excited because what happens if he, he faces Jay White? I didn't want to get too excited because what, what he might lose the title, he might not. So it was, it was like, okay, he won the titles, but let's just slow your woe. Let's just see what happens to, and, and, and night two. That's what, that's what my, my thoughts were on, on that match. It was a great fucking match, but I just I was like, just calm down. Let's see what happens night two against Jay White. And you could you could even see it on on Red Shoe's face, like a, the, the emotion that you could see on him too. Like, and that was the same. I feel like you, the, the dude was like practically in tears himself. I mean, fucking Red Shoes. I mean, fan, oh. yo, when Jay White hit the ring, oh. I was like, yo, all right, you 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 know you don't fucked up, right? You know you don't fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you know, you're getting fucked up, right? And, and and all, not just hit the ring, hit the ring, looking like a million freaking bucks, man. Like he comes yeah. walking out there, three piece suit, yeah. hair perfectly done, and yeah. just the slimiest, dirty knife pervert he possibly <laughs> could be. And then as I, he's walking away, too, Cora's got the mic. He's like, she's like, Jay, Jay. He's like, no, 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 no. This isn't happening. Right? I mean, so, as I'm watching I, that. I, 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 I felt like I was watching Ric Flair. Like that was a Ric yeah. Flair kind oh, of moment. Oh no, he definitely. Yeah, he he yeah. had that swag. He had that oh, swag. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I wish, I wish I could have, like, because I did a reaction, and I wish I could have put it on YouTube. But I'm not fucking with New Japan like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lesson. Um, I was like, yo, I'm watching this shit, and I said, to myself, I said out loud, actually, I said. This motherfucker is really trying to make it a white 2021. We're not going to have a white new year. No, 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 no. We ain't going to be a white new year. And listen, I have people tagging me and shit like, yo, if Jay White wins night two, this is going to be <laughs> People tagging me all types of gifts, crying and shit like that. On that note, uh, let's take a break before we get to night two.
that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening, and if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Toss us one of those five-star reviews. Help us out in the algos. Destino is brought to you by our friends over at the HTM Podcast Network, hittingthemarks.com, Hameen Media Group, hackerhameen.podbean.com, hameenmediagroup.podbean.com, the PW Hustle, pwhustlenetworks.podbean.com as well as syndicated over at the Rational Rage Network and at ndpw.com. Find the show online, destinopod.com and across all social media at destinopod. Very special thanks to Mighty Joe Moore and 8-Track Black and 8-Track Brown for joining me this week. Of course, New Japan on hiatus now for a couple of weeks, but I will try to get that New Year's Dash episode out as soon as Stardom gets the show from the 10th uploaded. Until then, find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, be it Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, or iHeartRadio. If you're listening to Episode 1, enjoy Episode 2. If you just listen to Episode 2, arigato. We will talk to you next time here on Destino, a New Japan pro wrestling podcast. Adios.